0: Good evening, everybody. Hallelujah. Hello, 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 everybody. Come on in. Praise the Lord. Happy New Year to everyone. Hallelujah. Praise and thanks be to God. Guys, we made it to 2022, and there's a reason for that for each and every one of us. Amen? Yeah, that means that uh, God's purpose for us Um, He's not finished with us yet, hallelujah, and um, He's given us um, another chance or another opportunity to fulfill the purpose uh, that is ours, that He's our God-given purpose here on earth, amen, and uh, if you're an individual uh, that uh, you haven't yet accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. He's giving you another opportunity to receive salvation because our Lord, He loves us all so much that uh, He doesn't want anyone um, to spend eternity uh, without Him. He, uh, his his, his uh, desire is that all men might be saved, amen? So uh, you have another opportunity to say yes you know to to jesus hallelujah but i'm so glad that uh, you all are here this evening Um, i'm Cynthia Green if this is your first time joining welcome to thursday's evening message hallelujah so um listen listen how's everybody doing i pray that you all had a happy new year that all is well with you and your household I pray that, uh, as we always let you guys know, we declare and pray that you are keeping the message of Jesus Christ alive in your household, letting it be the final say, the rule of your household, amen? Hallelujah. All right, guys, so like I said, you know, it's normal, we're not gonna be long. Uh, For those who haven't joined us, um, you know, just a short message, uh, that God has given me. Uh, normally we're not here longer than 30 minutes, you know 30, 35 minutes, something like that sometimes shorter uh, but listen, I've been praying for the past week or so on um, asking the Lord what he would have me to share with you all in this new year, what he wanted us uh, what He wanted me to start the new year's out with um, for you and so, The word wisdom just kept coming up in my spirit. Amen. Uh, The Holy Spirit kept saying that in order to conquer uh, the challenges of the world, in order to uh, conquer and overcome uh, shortcomings, in order to be successful uh, in life, in order to be prepared for what's to come that my people have to have my wisdom. Amen? So wisdom is required. 2022 wisdom. You know, uh, I can remember, you know, as many of you guys know, that's part of this community. I often shared that I, I accepted Jesus Christ at the age of 15 and became born again then. And I was fortunate enough at an early in, in the early babyhood of my salvation, I ran across the scripture in First Kings. Um, it's the third chapter, and it starts at the ninth verse. And it was the it was uh, the passage where Solomon had just became king, taken off king when his father David passed, and. Um, the Lord asked him, you know, what, you know, what, what did he want? What, what, uh, what was his request? And so I'm going to read verses nine. Um, let me see. I'm going to read verses nine, 10. And 11. And this is what Solomon responded uh, when when God asked him you know what to make his request made known to God and this is what Simon says verse 9 give your servant therefore an understanding mind to govern your people that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to govern this your great people verse 10 it pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. And God said to him, because you have asked for wisdom, because you have asked this and have not asked for yourself long life, you didn't ask for riches or the life of your enemies, but you have asked for yourself wisdom, which is the understanding to discern what is right. Verse 12, Behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind so that none like you has been before you and none like you shall arise after you. And in verse 13, he said, this is the Lord speaking. He says, again, he says, I give you also what you have not even asked for, Both riches I give you and honor so that no other king shall compare with you all your days. And I'm going to go ahead and read verse 14 too. And the Lord says, and if you will walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will also lengthen your days. So I... I I came across this passage of scripture. And I can't remember if it was in a Bible study or if it was in my own personal study, but early, you know, within the first year I know for sure of when I accepted Jesus Christ, I came across this passage. And I found it fascinating and awesome that um, Solomon had asked for wisdom. And um, there's some other scriptures in the Bible where the Lord says, if you seek wisdom, Ask me for it. And so I can remember at the age of 15, one of my constant prayers to God was give me wisdom. I want wisdom. I want the, I want, um, to be able to understand your word. I want to be able to understand, um, uh, to be wise, um, uh, to have your wisdom. Now, Needless to say, as a baby Christian, I, I don't I know that I didn't really quite understand truly the impact of what I was really asking for. And I'll tell you why is because at that time, I thought wisdom was intellect. I didn't understand at that time, I was such a baby in Christ, I didn't understand. What wisdom really was, so I, I thought it was intelligence and intellect. And as the years go, by, uh, uh, went by, and of course I matured more in the Word of God, and 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 um, you know taught under the tutelage of my my current pastor, and I I, I fully understood, you know what. Um, I was asking for way back then at the age of 15. And so, but I'm going to, and we'll get, I don't want to get ahead of myself. The beauty of that is that even though I didn't know the impact of what I was asking for, I can look back now and realize that God was answering my prayers. And I had wisdom in areas that I knew had to come from God because it, it wasn't intellect. There's a difference between intelligence and wisdom and God gave, there were things that I, I knew. um, I'll give you an example. When I, when I, uh, when I first became a mother and my son was born I can remember after getting home from the hospital and praying to God and thanking him uh, for my son. And and then I did the same thing with my daughter when she was born a couple of years after that. But I remember praying and saying, you know, thanking God for my children and just in my spirit. And I, I know now it was the Holy Spirit Saying to me that the best thing that you can do, the very best thing that you can do for these children or this child is to raise them in the Lord. Teach them the word of God. Teach them about Jesus Christ. Um, You know, train up a child in the way that he should go. Amen. And so that didn't come from any intelligence or book knowledge or anything like that. That was the Holy Spirit speaking to me, even at such a young age. I had, you know, when I had my first child, I had just been a Christian uh, at that time, what, three years. And, and, um, but the Holy Spirit had put that in my spirit, wisdom, amen. Even though I was still a baby in Christ, what I had started praying for at the age of 15, he was answering that prayer. Hallelujah. All right. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in. I'm so excited about this, uh, this word tonight. Um, Let's see here. Uh, So we're going to be talking about wisdom is required. Now you might ask yourself, you might be saying required, it's required for what? Well, it's required to live in abundant, a conquering, prosperous, loving, and peaceful life that's full of joy. Wisdom of God is required to accomplish all that. Now, let's be real. In truth, isn't that the life that we all want? We want to be happy. We want to be, have peace in our life. We want to be prosperous. Uh, We want to be healthy, uh, have joy, love, uh, conquer your demons, conquer, you know, your shortcomings, be an overcomer. Amen. That's what we all want. The problem is, is that so many are trying to achieve those things their way or the world's system way and without the wisdom of God. So let's get started. We're going to dive right into this lesson tonight. Now, Google's definition of wisdom is it says it's the quality of having experience, knowledge and good judgment. The quality of being wise. The soundness of an action or decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, good judgment. It also says it's the body of knowledge and principles that develops within a specified society or period. Amen. Now, here's the real truth. While this Google's dictionary or definition is on point, none of it is achievable without God. Like I said, even in my own experience. You, wisdom is not synonymous with intellect. It's not synonymous with intelligence or being smart or, um, a book smart. It's not synonymous with that. If you're living your way, if you, if you're living your life based on your own intelligence or your own opinions or your own smartness, um, Even if you don't know God, whatever wisdom you think you have, it's foolishness. Yeah. And that's straight from the scripture. First Corinthians 319, the NLT version, it says, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. As the scriptures say, he traps the wise in the snare of their own cleverness. Let me read it from the MSG, the message version. It says, don't fool yourself. Don't think you can be wise merely by being relevant. Be God's fool. That's the path to true wisdom. What the world calls smart, God calls stupid. It's written in scripture he exposes the hype of the hipsters. The master sees through the smokescreen of the know-it-alls. My Lord. So let's be clear right now from the start. When you have people or hear people talking all kinds of stuff about whatever and whatever they are talking about, you know, whatever it is that they're talking about, whether it's God, Jesus, scriptures, or it may be just secular things about life or how to achieve success. If what they are talking about is not validated in the scriptures or backed by God's word, it's plain old foolishness. Yeah, it's hype. It's nothing you want to live by. Amen? So tonight we are going to focus on spiritual wisdom, spiritual living. You have to have God's wisdom in order to live uh, a a, a God life, Uh, uh, live for Christ. Amen? So the Holy Spirit is the fuel behind spiritual living. You know, when you're born again and Christ comes to live on the inside of you, his spirit lives now on the inside of you. This is where freedom resides and this is where fruit bearing will take place in your life. The flesh, which is this body, uh, this physical world, uh, the world system, it's where you are or, or. It's where you perhaps are now or where you were prior to your conversion to living for Christ. Um, The flesh is a reliance on self to attain earthly security. Okay. But the Holy Spirit, on the other hand, is post-conversion. It's the reliance on God to attain earthly and eternal security. The priorities of the spirit and the flesh, they conflict, they go against one another. But the flesh has been put to death when you rely on the faith of Jesus Christ, and thus the spirit comes alive. Spiritual living submits to Christ. Our spiritual life thrives when we daily surrender our soul to Jesus. The way we became a Christian, which was by grace, through trusting in Jesus as Savior and Lord, is the same way that we continue as Christians. Amen. Daily trusting, daily relying, knowing and resting that God's way through Jesus Christ is the only and right way to live a successful and abundant life. Amen. That's true, people. The flesh will often try to raise its ugly head in your life by tempting you to not trust God. Amen. You know, even though, you know, we as Christians, we get tempted daily to um, make our own choices or make our own decisions without consulting the Lord. Amen. That's flesh. The way we become the 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 flesh, uh, our enemies' goal is to keep us keep us relying on ourselves, keep us relying on our own intellect, having our own opinions, following the world's way of doing that of of doing things. That's going to be a daily temptation in your life. But true believers know better. We know that it is better to not be confident in our own opinions or our own way of doing things, but rather be humbled by the Holy Spirit. When we let the Holy Spirit be in the driver's seat of our lives, we are empowered to then bear the fruit of the Spirit. I taught a series some time ago about the fruit of the Spirit, uh, you know... It's got some, it's, it's really awesome. So, uh, you know, on whatever platform you, you're listening to this on, go back and find that series. And uh, yeah, I, I believe you'll, you'll be blessed. So here's the thing. Wisdom comes from God and the Holy Spirit, which resides on the inside of all believers of Christ. It brings wisdom in those moments when you're considering actions that are unwise. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it tells us four major principles. Principle number one, it tells us trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust him like your life depends on it. Because guess what? It does. And I'm not talking just life or death situations. I'm talking about Living a great, awesome, uh, peaceful, free life. Trusting in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah, you got to do that like your life depends on it. Proverbs tells uh, uh, another major principle that Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us. Number two, it says, don't depend on your own understanding. Don't, don't. Don't depend on your own smarts or intellect. Don't trust man's way of doing things. Don't think you know better than God. Hallelujah. Principle number three from that passage, it says, but in everything that you do, and that's the key word, all things, everything that you do, what you want to do is acknowledge the Lord, consult him. Ask him. Seek his direction. Amen? I don't care how simple it may be. Ask his direction. What should I do? You know, you got, and I can remember doing this. You have several bills that are due. And maybe you don't have enough funds to pay them all. So ask the Lord, okay, right now, today, which bill should I pay? Or which, what should I do about this situation? Well, guess what? Principle number four, he promises that if you do the first three principles, that he will direct your path. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to do. See, wisdom for God is knowing what to do when you don't know what to do. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He'll tell you what to do. The Lord loves us so much. And, here, and here's the beauty of it. Um you know, that daily temptation that I was talking about to get you to go off on your own way of doing things or not consult the Lord about something. And, and, and you realize after the fact, oh man, I should have asked God, I should have consulted the Holy Spirit on, on what to do about this situation because this doesn't look like it's going to work out. Well, guess what? He loves us so much that even when we slip The Holy Spirit not only brings conviction in order to bring us back to where we need to be, but he also brings comfort when we struggle with difficulties. He he brings us back to our right mind. Oh, man, Lord, I should have consulted you on that. Okay, what do I do now? Hallelujah. It's not about him punishing you because you slipped. But he needs to remind you, hey, you know what happened? You know why that's not working out or going the way you thought it should You didn't ask me about that. You didn't have a conversation with me about that decision. Amen? The Holy Spirit leads us into God's will when we are tempted to follow our own will. Oh, man, that's the love of God. In essence, the Holy Spirit is heaven's source for Christians to live spiritually you can't have wisdom without the holy spirit and guess what you don't have the holy spirit living on the inside of you if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as lord of your life because that's what invites his spirit in that's when he he that connection that interchange now where he comes to live on the inside of you in the form of the Holy Spirit. If you wanna love better, rejoice more and be at peace, allow the spirit to grow love, joy and peace in the soil of your soul. Let God be the gardener of your heart. Guess what, his green thumb of grace it always grows an abundance of fruit, forbearance. That's a uh, a character of the fruit. Uh, Forbearance is another word for its patience and tolerance. And and if you go back and look at that series, or if you've you've followed along with that series on uh, the fruit of the spirit, the fruit, not fruits, fruit, one fruit the fruit of the spirit is love. Yeah, love. And love manifests, from love comes a lot of characteristics. And so some of those characteristics is forbearance, which is patience or tolerance. Uh, You know, that's why I always ask God daily, help me, Lord, to love others like you love me. Help me extend patience and grace to others, you know, uh, the way you have extended grace to me, amen. Another characteristic of, of the fruit of the spirit, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, temperance, or self-control. These are all seeded by the Holy spirit to produce lasting fruit or lasting love in our souls. Amen. And then what we do is we fertilize that soil. We fertilize it, our hearts with faith. Now, who's faith? You know, my pastor, Pastor Dollar, has been uh, started a new series on Sundays uh, for the new year. And one of the things and it's been blowing my mind that he's been talking about is that, you know, in the Old Testament, Under the old covenant, um, under the law, uh, the people of God um, obey God according to their own individual faith, amen? Um, But, you know, the Old Testament the law and all the promises, the promise that uh, was prophesied Um, was always toward Jesus, always toward what was to come, which was a better way, which is the new covenant of grace. Amen. And so when Jesus died and rose, um, and, and, and that's the other beauty too, is, you know, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. See, we've got a new, we've got a, we've got a good thing going on here. The new covenant is better than the old covenant. I don't know why so many people try to live well, and it could be religion, and you know, just not being taught the right way, and or, or just need some more maturing. Because, because I've been there as well. But thank God, uh, you know, I'm grateful for the church that I belong to and the the teaching that I get under under my pastor, because and that's why it's so important. You hear me all the time talk about, you know, it's important to pray and ask God to send you to the right church and to get into a good Bible teaching church. Well, well, that's the reason so that you grow a healthy spiritual life. Okay. Rightly dividing the word of truth. And so that new covenant of grace, uh, what God do- has done is he comes internally to live on the inside of us through the form of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so every, that finished work, when Christ died on the cross, that finished work, everything that he completed by his faith, um, I'm saved. By his faith, you know, I'm healed. Let me, let's look at this uh Galatians the uh the second chapter in the 16th verse and then I'm going to read Galatians the second chapter in the 20th verse and we're going to be reading this from the King James version and and hopefully you know this will explain it um uh even better I, and I pray to God that the Holy Spirit will articulate this better than maybe what I'm doing amen okay so uh Galatians 2:16 it says no and and um, It says, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. Okay, no more about works. We have been justified or made righteous by the faith that Christ has, amen? It's no longer about individual or, or my faith. I'm saved because of what Jesus did on the cross and, and him rising, uh, 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 the risen savior conquering all death that he, he by his finished works, I'm justified. Verse 20, it says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet, not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in this flesh, in this body, I live by the faith of the Son of God, hallelujah, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now that's powerful because you know it takes the pressure off of us sometimes you know you know we get tempted by that old covenant of oh i got to have more faith oh maybe this happened because i didn't my faith wasn't strong enough you know but guess what my faith is the is in the faith of jesus christ and because i know that his faith is unwavering guess what? I can now rest. By his faith, I'm healed. By his faith, I'm prosperous. By his faith, I'm I'm saved. By his faith, I can rest. Even when things aren't going the way, uh, you know, no matter what it looks like, amen, no matter what's going on around me, I can rest because my confidence is in his faith, is in his finished work. Hallelujah. It's it's not about me. I rest and, and I rely on him. How can I rely? Because his faith is unwavering. Hallelujah. As Christians, it's not by our faith that we believe and live but we live and trust in the faith of jesus christ under the old covenant under the law it was man's faith in god which oftentimes wavered but under the new covenant of jesus christ it is not our faith but the faith of jesus christ that is is at work in us amen so what does that mean It means that we can rest in assurance that all that God has promised will come to pass. We know that Jesus' faith does not waver. Hallelujah. So fertilize with the faith of Jesus Christ and water with God's word. Wisdom will then be at work in your life. Amen? So spiritual wisdom is simply trusting and having confidence in God, trusting that his word is true and the best source of guidance for your life, relying on the Holy Spirit to lead you daily. You know, when you don't trust in God, when you don't rely on him and, and you take matters into your own hands and you do things without consulting him, you know what that is? That's pride. That's being proud. That's you thinking that you know better, you know? And, and I do know sometimes even as Christians, you know, you got to practice, you got to practice consulting him on everything, no matter how small. Sometimes we reserve only consulting him on what we think are big things, but practice consulting him on everything, on every decision, big or small. Amen. And what happens with that is you'll hear him speaking to you when you do that he'll tell you, the Holy spirit would tell you what to do. And you'll recognize that voice. And and the beauty of that is that sometimes even when you, he'll speak to you, not even, even when you're not necessarily going to him to consult him, you'll hear that's you'll hear that voice saying, do this. Like, like I told you, you know, at that young age at 18, when, when I had my first child and that I, I didn't, I wasn't praying, asking him how to to raise my child or anything like that. But the Holy Spirit came to me. The best thing that you can do for your children is to raise them in me. That's what he does. And And the more you practice consulting, relying on him, you know that voice. You know it. And so when he comes to you with something, you recognize that it's him. That's wisdom. The ability to recognize wrong from right. The ability to recognize good from evil. Amen? Now listen, humility is the beginning of spiritual wisdom. And it's so much easier, people. It takes the burden of life's decisions off of you god's wisdom brings us rest and listen i i'm not talking about i'm talking about what i know you know challenges come up for us all the time right um it doesn't you know we we've talked here in this community all the time that being a christian doesn't make us um Uh, immune from trouble. Mm -mm. And and we've learned, I taught a series on embracing trouble. Amen. Uh, Go back and look at that one too. We embrace trouble when it comes up on us, you know, and and here's the thing. If you've been doing what I've been talking about tonight and consulting God and, and everything that you do and letting the Holy Spirit be the drive, in the driver's seat, guess what? And, and, and being able to, you, you can rest. Even in the middle of trouble, you have peace. Lord, what do I do? And guess what? Sometimes I don't get an answer right away. But I rest because you know what? I know that he's going to tell me what to do or he's going to work it out for my good. I just simply rest. I'm confident enough to know Um Because he's done it already. He's done it so many times in my life. I'm confident in him. And let's let's be truthful. Who else can you truly have that much confidence in? Yourself? A loved one? Another human being? A self-help book? Mm -mm. Our creator. God. Our savior. His scriptures tell us all the time that he has our back when we trust him. So I have a confidence in him that surpasses probably, you know, as Christians, a confidence in him that surpasses the world's understanding. But it works. Amen. It works. God's wisdom brings us rest. So we're going to close tonight with this passage. It's uh, Matthew's the eleventh chapter, and I'm going to read uh, verses twenty-eight through thirty. I'm going to be reading this from the NIV version, and Jesus is speaking here, and this is what he says: "Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you." And learn of me. Mean. Yoke means uh, uh, take my, trust me. You know, take my way of doing things. That's what the, he, when he says my yoke. Take the way I do things upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus himself, humble enough to submit to the will uh, of, of the father. Amen. He God himself humble enough to leave his throne, take on the form of flesh so that he could die a criminal's death. Why? So that those who would receive him might be saved. He did it for the world. He gave every human being in the world the opportunity. It gives every human being the opportunity to be saved, to live a successful, blessed life, and then to spend eternity with Him. He wishes that none will be lost. Humble. And then verse 30 says, For my yoke, in other words, my way of doing things, is easy. And my burden is light. And it is, people. And if you don't think so, then you you haven't been practicing. Either you don't know him yet or you haven't accepted Jesus Christ. Um, Or if you are a Christian, if if you can't say his yoke is easy, his way of doing things is easier, then keep practicing. Keep practicing um, relying on him. That temptation to do it your way, Mm-mm. rely on him. I'm gonna read that those verses from the Passion Translation, TPT. It says, Are you tired? Are you carrying any heavy burdens? Come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Hallelujah. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, I'm easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Hallelujah! Wow, I'm a living witness that living life this way is so much better. Is so much simpler. It's so freeing. It's so empowering. And guess what? You can count on him, amen, to keep his word. He can't lie. The only liar, father of lies, is Satan himself. But our father, everything that he just said in that passage and even more throughout his word, It is true, and you can count on it and have confidence in it. Amen. Let's pray, everybody. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for your word tonight. And I pray and ask that it goes out and every ear. Let them that have ears hear what you have said to them tonight, Lord. I declare that this word will not return void. Hallelujah. And that it will accomplish what it is meant to accomplish. And where I may have failed to articulate, I know that the Holy Spirit uh, will articulate to every listener so that they will receive from God what is meant for them in jesus name i thank you and i praise you amen whoo that was a lot right hallelujah well that's only the beginning that's kind of like the foundation of this series on wisdom amen um listen thank you guys for joining me tonight and if you are listening and you have not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life and you ready to do so, please repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, I recognize that I am a sinner, but I want to be saved. Dear Lord, come into my life. Take control of my life. Lead me and guide me in truth. And by your faith, by your finished works on the cross, I know that you that I am now saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Listen, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the family of God. You are born again. You are saved. Now the next step is, uh, get into a good Bible teaching church. If you don't know one, not only pray ask God, you know, uh, you, he's going to answer your prayers. When you go to him sincerely and you're consulting him on every area of your life, ask him, Lord, what is the best church for me? And, um, you know, with technology today, you know, um, if you haven't found a local church or the Lord hasn't, you haven't, um, Been led, you know, in the meantime. um, You know, I'm a member of World Changers Church International, Creflo Dollar and Taffy Dollar are my pastors. And so you can tune in and worship with us on Sundays online, on Facebook, YouTube. uh, um, uh, But you're going to get some good, I can tell you, you're going to get some good spiritual food there. Yeah. Amen. I've been there since 1994. Hallelujah. Um, You're always welcome, of course to join us here on Thursday's evening the message. We meet um, on the second and fourth Thursday. Um, but yes, ask God to lead you to a good Bible teaching church because you need to fellowship. The Lord tells us to not cease from congregating with one another. And what that does is it puts you around other believers and um, uh, gives you a, a community um, to to. um uh, to fellowship and worship God with, Amen. And they'll be a blessing to you, and you will be a blessing to them as well. But pray and ask God about that. Ch- uh, about what church you should be a part of, Amen. And then um, also uh, send me an email if you've ex- accepted the invitation of uh, salvation tonight to the good news by uh, the good news um, from Cynthia at Gmail.com the good news from Cynthia at gmail.com and I will send you some material to help get you started uh, in your on your new Christian journey. Amen. Once again, welcome to the family of God and to everybody tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We love you. Uh, We pray for you all the time. Yes, we do. You're always in our prayers. Keep me in your prayers. Love on one another. Amen. Love on one another. Praise the Lord. Uh, Be tolerant of one another. You know, uh, that individual that sometimes is, is, you know, may get on your nerves or or just, you know, maybe sometimes there are some people that's hard to, you know, to tolerate sometimes. But you know what, that's why we ask God, ask Him to give you the same grace to those individuals that he gives to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Love on one another. Praise God. All right, guys. So listen, have a great night. Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys back in a couple of weeks. And we're going to continue to talk on uh, wisdom is required. Amen. Love you guys. Good night.